All right, good evening, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of V Brownback. Uh, tonight, we are going completely off the rails. We have normally what V Brownback does is we talk about IT careers, how to get into the business, how to pass your certifications, how to do all the things pro IT. Tonight, we are going anti IT. We are getting out of the big city and heading out to the farm. We are doing a reverse Beverly Hillbillies. We are doing a Stardew Valley. We are talking to Joe Onasek, who has left the bright lights in the big city um, and decided that it wasn't for him anymore. He has moved. Where did you move to, Joe? What's the, the state? I, I'm on the border of Montana and Wyoming. He's in Tana. Why? Why? Uh, why? Mont I can't. I, there's no. Waitana. No there you go. He's in, he's on the border of Waitana, and he's and he's got a farm, and he's been tweeting profusely about cows and and adorable little puppies and 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 leaving all of this behind him so a vast number of the people that i have talked to have dreamt about this people in it the world over as they are slaving away on their keyboard have been going oh if i could just give this all up and just go plant plant plants for a living or poke cows cow pokes punch cows cow punching whatever it is you guys do up there um, Joe has actually done it. So I've got a bunch of questions. There's a bunch of people in the audience that have a bunch of questions. Sounds like some, some of them might actually want to follow in your footsteps. So we're going to, we're going to get into it. But before we do that, let's do a couple of show notes. If you want to get in on the conversation, we are listening. I'm listening. My co-host has left the building. Uh, Sean is, is not here. So, uh, whatever, he's not listening. I am listening on at V Brown bag on Twitter. If you tweet there, I will be paying attention to pass on your questions to Joe. If you are in the live studio audience, the peanut gallery, as it were, um, they will be hammering us with questions in the chat channel and the Q&A to, uh, to figure out what's rattling around in Joe's head, because we all want to know. So no, with you that, <laughs> he's like, no, no, run away. So I don't even want to know. If you want to follow Joe, you can follow him at Joe Onisik on Twitter. Um, if you want to follow V Brownback, highly encourage that at vbrownback.com for the for the US channel, LATAM, EMEA, and Brazil for our partner channels and the wonderful folks over there. And of course, you can see the uh, the times for the weekly shows for all of the different areas. So with that, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop sharing. And Joe is going to pop up his presentation. No, he's not. He doesn't have a presentation. We're just going to chew the fat tonight. We don't care. We're, on the, we're, we're totally winging this. Joe, when you want to take it off the rails, I am the guy to call. So this is, this is good. That's a good point. That's a good point. What, what the hell are you thinking? What, what is going on? Actually, hold on. Hold on. We, for, the, for the people that don't know you, we should, we should start from the top. Okay. Hi, Joe. Who are you? Hi. I am. I am actually excellent. I've been looking forward to this one ever since you uh, asked me if I'd be willing to do it. I, lo I love the off the cuff. Let's talk about real life stuff. Hmm. So, so for the for the folks that are curious about this, let's let's walk let's walk back through time, and and tell us a little bit about where you were at in your IT career. You know, give, give us give us a brief overview how you how you got, how you went through everything where, where you were at. And what made you decide to say, screw it, toss everything up in the air and, and move to Montana? Awesome. Uh, so I, I, let's see, I, I've been in IT since full-time IT work since I was 16. 
um, long, 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 long time. I'm like 76 now, I think something like that. So it's been a, <laughs> been a, been a long, long time. In IT. Uh, so high school wasn't really my thing. I kind of decided I kicked that bucket and ended up going into IT and then, and then being in there until I was about 20 and I burned out of IT at about 20. So I decided to kind of change the pace and, and take a step back, slow things down and join the Marines. So I did that and spent about five years relaxing, vacationing in deserts and tropical islands and things like that, kicking as up with my, my time, yeah. as jarheads <laughs> tend to do, right? Um, and did that, uh, focused on electronics and electronics repair in that, in that aspect, and then jumped back out into IT. Um, you know, over the last several years, it's been all kinds of different roles. I've been up at Principal Engineer at some of the, you know, the biggest networking tech companies out there. Um, I've been a director running a global go-to-market strategy and such. Um, and now I'm a half-time cattle rancher. Wait, hold on. You, uh, you, you jumped over a little part in your career there. So let's, let's, re let's rewind a half, a half beat. So, okay. so, so you're in California, you're at, you're at your, your, so, so you're part-timing it right now. So you are still employed as an IT person. Yeah. So, so right now I've, I've given myself a little bit of a window to get to full-time the ranch being my, my lifestyle, which in agriculture and ranching, it's all subsidized. You can't be profitable unless you're the largest shop in the, in the area. So I'm not trying to get to profit. I'm trying to get to being able to survive and retire on my ranch and pay for it. Right. Sustainable. Um, okay. Sustainable. Yeah, absolutely. And so, and so that's where I sit right now. My, my, full-time job or what pays the bills in that five or so year, five to 10 year transition period is a company I co-founded right before the pandemic. Cause you know, that's the kind of timing I have. Right. And what, what is the name of that, that company, Joe? <laughs> the forced plug. Here we go. Um, transformation continuum is the name of the company. And we are a digital transformation consultancy that focuses, um, it's basically a go-to-market pipeline for products. So we help the Cisco's, EMC's, AWS's of the world understand how to fit their product to, to their sellers, to their VAR and channel sellers, and then take it out to customer adoption. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so you were sitting there at Transformation Continuum one day and something happened. And what was, what was that something and what made, you, what made you think, ah, I want to go inseminate cows or whatever it is. That was thought, right? That was it. I was like, how can I get in the world? You know, <laughs> I want to be direct, not in the food chain. I want to be in the insemination chain. That's where I want to be. <laughs> so, <laughs> you got me. Um, so it's, but let me caveat this before I tell the story. Uh, when batshit crazy people see me, they go, holy crap, that guy's nuts, right? Like yes, I'm a yeah, little yeah. odd, right? And mm -hmm. I don't have any, any wife or kids. I don't have any dependents. Like it's just me depending on me. So I can go make silly decisions. Um, so, you know, don't yep. try this at home, right? Right. Totally. So I was sitting there, I woke up, it was a normal day, right? My life was groundhog day. And I think that was the problem. I woke up, it was 5am. I went and made coffee. I sat down with my coffee at my desk in Silicon Valley, my house was a block from eBay, right? Like I was in freaking Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. um, and I sat down at my desk and I'm drinking my coffee, checking my email by 5.30 in the morning, which was what I did seven days a week. And I'd sit at that same desk for 12 to 18 hours every day, seven days a week. And so I'm sitting there as the sun rises 
except I'm not looking at the sunrise because the blinds are closed because that damn screen glare, right? Mm-hmm. So there's this beautiful San Jose backdrop that I'm not even seeing because I can't work with the glare of the screen. Mm-hmm. And I'm in a 10 by 10 cell that is my home office in this house that I don't use because it's just the bedroom, the fridge in this office that I, that I, that I touch, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at that sunrise against the back of these blinds. And I said, fuck it. No, this isn't what I do. This isn't my life. I'm done with this. And so I gave myself 60 days to figure out what Joe's life is. And I had really no clue, right? A lot of us just sit in these defaults running through what we were done or do or told to do. And we just keep doing it. And that's where I was. Mm-hmm. So I for me, I need an impetus. I can't, I need a deadline. So that 60 days was go figure it out. And that's where the transition started. Okay. So you're, you're watching the sunset, the sun's sunrise, you gave yourself 60 days. And then, so, so for the next 60 days, you, at, at, at some point we're, we're going to get to cows. So, so you, you were, you were, you were looking online, you decided I want to be, because because we've all had this thought in our head. We, and, right. and every, until I talked to you about this, every single last one of us, that was just a wishful pipe dream bullshit. It was, it was just like, oh, wouldn't it be fun to just like, you know, retire and just like go in the backyard and, and uh, grow beans, I don't know, whatever. Um, I mean, every, everybody's thought of that. I just, I just want to fish. I just want to buy a boat and, and, and fish you, you did it. You turned that into a reality. So, so how, how, I mean, how, how are you, how'd you, how'd you how did this happen? That's, that's awesome. And, and that's, and that's kind of where the, the inkling started, right? So I have these pipe dreams in the back of my head, just like you're describing, right? So this idea of ranching had always been this like little pipe dream floating around the back of my head, but nothing I ever intended to even attempt to execute on, right? Hmm. It, it sat on the same page as at some point, I would love to own a shitty beach bar in Cabo and have a foul mouth monkey deliver the, get, the, the drinks to guests, right? So it was in that same category of fantasy, right? This was not like I wanted a foul mouth parrot cursing at customers <laughs> while a monkey delivers drinks. And I'm not kidding. I'm not exaggerating. That's a, that's a dream in my head. Um, so it sat on that page. But when I made this 60-day decision... It, it got down to that kind of idea of known knowns, unknown unknowns, that type of thing. Mm. The known known was my life wasn't working for me anymore. I wasn't fulfilled. I wasn't happy. I wasn't going to take it anymore. We're not going to take it. Um, right. And so from there, it was, what do I want to go do? And so I'd had that pipe dream of ranching. I said, let's look at that, right? Because having some space, getting away from people, I'm a hermit by nature and we're in the middle of a pandemic. So all that made a lot of sense, right? Right. So I started looking at Texas, which had always been a bit of a dream of mine, but Texas became problematic for me last year because I'm watching the power go out and the, you know, all these other infrastructure problems. And, you know, there's, there's some really dumb stuff that goes on in any given state. A lot of it was happening in Texas all at once. And I'm like, okay, not for me. Mm-hmm. And so that got rid of that. So I just started slowly narrowing things down. Now, I started, I'd always had this concept of, of Montana and I just spent some time up in big sky, Montana skiing earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. So that was a good idea, but Montana got canceled because a whole bunch of other people like me made that decision to move to Bozeman, Montana before I did. And so the prices had skyrocketed. So I couldn't oh, really? get what I was looking for. Yeah. I, th- oh, I think wow. a million Californians went to Bozeman last year, something like crazy like that. Wow. 
That's, yeah, like that's people, something I had to not hear about in the news. <laughs> it's nuts. People that have been living in Bozeman and apartments for years can't afford their own apartment anymore, have to leave the city. Like they, they've lived their whole life there and they got to leave because so much influx has raised the prices. Uh, it, and so that wasn't going to work because I couldn't get as much bang for my buck, right? Uh -huh, uh -huh. So I started looking from there and I talked to a good friend, Josh O'Brien, who was living in Southern Wyoming. Yeah. And, and so just started narrowing down that area. So, okay, good. Ranch is a good idea. Now I've narrowed down to this area of Montana and Wyoming. And so then it goes on to next step. So, you know, my brain is always just trying to solve one problem at a time, right? I can't solve everything in the world, but if I can get from step A to step B, I got progress moving. Okay. So from there, I called a ranch agent. I, well, I got a real estate agent working on my house and I told them, hey, if you're going to sell my house, I need you to find me an agent to work with in this Montana, Wyoming area. Mm -hmm. So they found me an agent that's an expert on ranches. And that agent started helping me look. And so we narrowed it down. Within two weeks, my house is on the market. And I've narrowed it down to three or four properties um, that I was going to go look at. And I fly out to go see that agent. Mm -hmm. And and so is the, was the market in California as hot as it is everywhere else? Did, as soon as you put it on the market, did it immediately pop off? Yeah, it, it was it was nuts because I was right at the beginning of the market where it's starting to look like a really hot market, but it, mm -hmm. it wasn't yet the thing that we're seeing now. And so I think my house, we put my house at, at a ridiculous price off market to tease the market and then mm -hmm. put it on market. And within three days, we had, I don't know, five offers at tons over what I was asking. And all of them were like, We'll waive all stipulations. We'll blah, blah, blah. We'll bring cash. Like, I'll give you my firstborn, my secondborn, and my thirdborn. It, it was pretty nuts. I got the highest price per square foot ever in the history of my town. And that was three days, right? Like, it was gone. Man, so, man. yeah, okay. that was that part was nice. So, so then, so, okay, that part was nice. What part wasn't nice? <laughs> I didn't say anything wasn't nice. <laughs> okay, okay. So, so you, you're looking at uh, at four different uh, properties in the Wyoming, Montana area. Right. You're you've flown out, you checked them all out, and at, at some point you've got to shit or get off the pot. So, what what made you eventually pull the trigger and like and like do it? I mean, what was what was the, was there like a sirens? Did you did you walk onto a property and 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 like the angels came out and a little sunshine came down and you're like this is the place and and it, it just magically happened or what? Somewhat like that. It got, it got really interesting. And that's, that's like, as if it's not interesting yet. Now it, now it gets interesting. So we fly out, we see these problems. The Hell's Angels came along and it was, you know. <laughs> then this guy walks down from the mountain. He's got two stone tablets. He's talking about burning bushes. He actually um, had three, but he dropped one. And he was like 15, 10, 10 commandments. 10. Okay, Mel Brooks. Um, Eight. <laughs> So I fly out and by the time I get out to look at these places, one is already sold, right? The market here is good. So it's not the, it's not the coastal people, right? It's not me like the Californians buying them. It's mm. all the people getting displaced in other areas or capitalizing on selling in Bozeman and buying a new place somewhere less expensive. Gotcha, so the, gotcha. one of the places sells and I go see the other two. The first one I would have bought, it felt absolutely great to me at the time. But after we go see that one, we come see the one that I'm in now, right? The, the ranch I end up buying. And you get to this ranch and it's 120 acres and it's tucked away in the hills and it's rolling hills. And I've got flat land and hills and swamp and creek and running water. It's just like beautiful and varied, but it's also super secluded. My ranch of 120 acres literally, literally sits inside a 300,000 acre cattle ranch. 
my, the road to my house is a five mile private road on someone else's ranch. Right. Huh. So I'm 10 minutes from anyone else. It's phenomenal for what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. And oh, by the way, there was fiber run across my driveway, like literally across from my driveway, there is a fiber connection running down the dirt road because there's huh. a lot of like oil and gas down the road. Right. So I'm like, okay, I can get what I need to do my IT job. This will work. Right. So we're looking at it. I'm working with the agent. I'm like, this is the place, right? We take, you know, side-by-sides, which are like gator little ATVs and drive them around the place. Look at the whole place. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to put an offer on this. The guy's asking way over what this place would have been a year ago because the market's hot. Right. And so I told the agent, like, let's just do it, right? Like I made good money. Let this man make good money. Give him what he's asking. And my agent, no, no, no. We're going to go 200,000 over. I've been selling ranches since ranches was selling ranches. I know everything better than you. Okay, cool. So we go with this lower bid and we put in some stupid stipulations that didn't need to be there. And the owner comes back and is like, no, this price, no stipulations. And he removes every stipulation from the contract. He's like, basically, if you just want to write me a check, you can have it. And I'm like, all right, well, this is a problem, but I really want this place. And and I tend to be a bit impulsive if you haven't gathered that yet. I haven't seen that yet. No. No. Okay. All right. Well, you'll catch (laughs) it. So I tell my agent, give it to him. Just write him, write him exactly what he wants. Tell him yes. And so the agent does it. Guy's got a contract in hand Friday night. This is a day after I see his place. And I went to sleep that night and I woke up in the middle of the night in a panic attack. I'm like, and I don't know what it was. I just knew the deal was wrong, right? Like my brain is just telling me it's wrong. Like if, if anyone's ever heavily drunk, drank and gotten a blackout, when you wake up the next morning and you just know you did something stupid, you don't know what it is, but you're a hundred percent sure it happened. It was that kind of thing, right? Gotcha. Yep. And so I'm sitting there and I, I called my agent and I said, pull the offer. Don't give him any explanation. Yank the offer. If it's not signed, yank it. And my agent's like, I can't do that. And I'm like, I know the law. I know real estate. I know what I'm saying. I'm telling you what to do. And if you don't do it, you're not my agent anymore. Pull the offer. Mm-hmm. Pulls the offer. So the offer gets pulled. And my thinking at that time is like, look, I just got to get out of this. I can't pay full price for this. I'm going to be cash poor trying to learn how to ranch, buy mm-hmm. ranching equipment, buy cattle. And oh, by the way, I'm an idiot who's never ranched. So this isn't going to be a cheap learning experience, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. So I back out of the offer and my plan is to let things cool down and thinking there's a long shot that maybe I can get this deal started again now that I've shaken it up enough, right? Like Mm -hmm. now that I've said, you don't have all the cards, I can walk away, maybe. And I know it's a long shot. Mm -hmm. Monday morning rolls around, offer's been pulled, all that's going on. I get an email from Frank and Frank tells me I'm the guy that owns that log cabin. The email is written to my Define the Cloud email address, a company I run and own. He went and researched me online. He found me on Define the Cloud, and he just put in like five or six email addresses, info at Define the Cloud, Joe at Define the Cloud, Jay Onisic, Joe Onisic, just picked him out of a hat and emailed me, right? And he said, let's talk. So I'm like, this is my plan, right? I was going to get in touch with this guy, but he's already getting in touch with me. Okay, this is interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Frank and I talk and I said, I said, look, let me just lay it all on the table. I want your place. It's worth every penny you're asking for it. But I have crap credit right now because I'm in a company I started in bootstrapped that's only been around for one year. So my salary, anything I make from this is worthless to creditors. Mm -hmm. I can't get the loan at the right interest rates. I'm going to have to put so much down to buy your place that I won't have any cash to actually get started as a rancher. I can't do it, man. I apologize, but that's my problem. 
-hmm. So Frank goes, well, my problem is I'm trying to retire and I need income and I don't want to pay, you know, I don't want to pay astronomical taxes on getting it all right now. So how about I write you the loan? I'll finance you, owner financing, my ranch. We'll bring the down payment down to X. We'll bring the price to here. So I'll get mm -hmm. my price, but you'll get your payment. You'll get a mortgage you can afford while you're, you know, bootstrapping a company. We both win. I said, okay, I'm interested. He said, fly out for a couple of days. We'll work out the details. So I fly out, I meet Frank and his wife, we have dinner, I help him close another real estate transaction, I help him pack his stuff. I mean, we become fast friends, his wife looks at me and goes, you're the same ornery jerk as Frank, you two are cut from the same cloth. He's just 20 years <laughs> older than I am. So we work this nice. whole thing out, we structure the whole deal, we call the realtor and say, write the paperwork. And sure enough, go out and finance it. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so did did has has frank been like helping you be less of a, a greenhorn rancher in, in the process too yeah and he does it like an asshole which is a lot of fun right so he, he'll come over and spend about 60 seconds going this is a baler flip that switch do this switch do that attach it to the tractor that way i'm out of here and i'm like <laughs> peace okay i got it and you look at this machine and you start the machine up and you're like everything on this machine is trying to kill me and I have 60 seconds worth of knowledge. Of like, training. Let's get on in here. <laughs> right. So I'm like, I'm like jumping in this thing called a swather, which I didn't know that a swather was a thing, but basically it's like the Spanish Inquisition meets the Industrial Revolution. Mm -hmm. And so it's just whirly, spinny blades and cutty things and like stompy things and crushy things all in one to mm -hmm. cut grass and put it out in a small shoot out the back. And, and so I'm in this thing. Though, you know what happens. Oh yeah, yeah. it's a fast moving stream and a wood chipper can solve any problem you got. Mm -hmm. So I'm sorry, I, I interrupted, you are saying? Mm. Well, so I'm just like, he's given me, you know, the, the dime tour of every piece of equipment and I bought all this stuff from him. So it's all like second, third hand stuff that's like falling apart and held together with toothpicks and bubble gum. And I'm like driving it around like I've been doing this all my life. So like in the last six months or in the last three months, I've been mowing hay on the side of a highway with a roadside hay contract, like trying to learn how to mow and bale hay. And it's been a, it's been an experience. <laughs> so, okay. So I'm, 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 I'm rifling through all of the questions that I've had. Actually, you know what? I should make sure that um, there's no questions in here too. Let me, let me uh, double check to oh make sure that Q&A hasn't been like popping off and I'm a horrible host. Um, so I mean, we know that. Yeah, well, yeah, that, that's that's a given. I'm, I'm, I've, I've been a shitty host for years now. Um, okay, so so what's happened since you've moved? So you had this vision in your head. You, I mean, you 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 fantasized about it. You romanticized it. Things happened that you did expect, and things happened that you did not expect. Right. And and so so a what are what have been a couple of those things? What are, what have been some of the things that that actually aligned with your fantasy and, and things that were like, oh shit, I didn't even think about that. I'm trying to think. So, so some things that aligned with my fantasy. So Frank himself, the guy that sold me this place, who's, who's now a friend, he's, if you had a stereotype in your mind of the self-sufficient, ornery, old hermit, recluse rancher, mm -hmm. that's Frank. You couldn't, you couldn't build Frank to a stereotype better than the world built that man, right? <laughs> he's a very eccentric, interesting guy. When, when I showed up, the, the, one of the first things I helped him do was clear out his, his airplane hangar on his airstrip, which is now my airplane hangar on my airstrip. Nice. And in it, he had a diesel motorcycle. 
diesel engine motorcycle. Okay, that's the look, right? What? Yeah. He built it from spare tractor parts because he was bored one winter. <laughs> when he built it, it was the third in the world. Jay Leno owned the second one. Is, is, it, was it, is it functional? Fully functioning. He gets on it, rides it, puts it on a truck. Wow. And fills it with diesel. And fills it with diesel. It comes with glow plugs, I'm guessing. <laughs> it comes with glow plugs. He's got that sitting next to a rat rod he built out of a 12-cylinder fire truck engine. And like, <laughs> and a hot rod that he's getting licensed to race on the circuit at 65 years old. We're going to have to do a show with Joe now. I mean, with Frank now. That's, right. that's ridiculous. <laughs> We're bring him on. And, and he's like, he's this ornery old take no shit from anyone guy. I mean, I've seen this guy start a fight with people over literally everything. I had to talk him off the ledge in the middle of selling another one acre piece of property while we're trying to sell our property because he thought the person was trying to cheat him. He is a card. And, and potentially a, few, uh, a future aspiration of Joe. You're going to turn oh, into I, a Frank in 20 years. Oh, yeah. I want to be the guy they talk about that like lives as a recluse on that old ranch up the hill. That's my dream. You're halfway there. Amazing. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so what did you not expect then? What, what things have not aligned with the fantasy? Uh, I'm trying to think. So one of the things uh, didn't align to, align to the fantasy. Most everything's kind of aligned to the, to the fantasy, right? I've got the, I've got the farming part and the ranching part. I had dreamed of cattle, but I wasn't stuck on cattle. Like my thought was find a ranch I love. And if that ranch is suited for goats or sheep or alpaca or bees and hummingbirds, that's fine by me, right? Sure. Um, cattle was nice that that worked out. Um, one of the things that didn't align is 120 acre cattle ranch coming from Silicon Valley sounds like a vast, huge thing. Yeah, but it's it's really a joke when you call it a ranch out here, right? It's it's nothing. It's it's a postage stamp on a ranch. Um, so that part didn't quite align. And when you talk about having like, I'll eventually have twenty head of cattle here, right? Twenty cattle. That's a hobby. Right, but that's exactly what you want. I mean, you're you're not you're not doing it to go large, or are you? No, no, no. I, I, I don't want to go large. I, and I, what I want to do, it's, and it's just to kind of prove it, I want to build a closed loop ecosystem that's sustainable and kind of prove the theory that you can do that, right? I want, I want to do is right by the environment as I can. And it's not because I'm like some super liberal hippie. It's just, I just want to do it because it's an interesting science experiment. I think it can be done and I think it would be the right thing to do. So I want to kind of restore the land to its original original natural state whatever that pre-human state was and keep a very sustainable farming ranching operation on it are, are there a lot of those um uh industrial cafe feedlot uh cow cow churning things out there is, is that is that like in in a big a big part of that up there so out here the nice thing is most everything is a free-ranging operation because it's always okay, been cool. a free-ranging operation oh, nice. it's, it's less about the new market than it is about traditions so the, the ranch I live in, again, it's, it's, it's about, it's 300,000 acres or so. It's bigger than Rhode Island. Mm -hmm. um, it's all run by real cowboys. I'm talking like down the road, I'll see a cowboy on horseback with three Aussies running cattle on a weekly basis. Three Aussies? Uh, sorry, Australian shepherds, dogs. Oh, dogs, cattle dogs. okay. Not, not people from Australia. <laughs> I mean, they might have some of those too, but no, no, sorry, I was talking about the, the dogs. 
So an Aussie with Aussies running the Aussies. Okay, got it. Gotcha. Okay. Um, all right. So Aussie inception. <laughs> so how long have you been there now? How, how long has it been? So I've been living on the ranch since mid-April. I, um, I bought an RV and I lived on Frank's property for several weeks after my house sold. Mm -hmm. And then when the deal closed, Frank and his wife moved out and I moved into what is now my house. Okay. So, so you've been there since, since the end of April mm -hmm. and are you happy you made the move? I mean, how, how, how is it going? How are, how are, I mean, is it, I mean, because because you went from staring at the the sunrise in San Jose, knowing that you weren't happy. Where are you? Where are you now? So that's a great question. There's there's multiple parts, right? So if I look left, out my window is my driveway, and up that driveway every morning I'm going to see turkey or deer or rabbits or all of the above. Mm -hmm. Two times right here in the driveway, I've seen a giant black bear. You're talking 500 pounds, stands up seven feet tall big boy black bear in my yard yeah you right? had to chase one off you you tweeted about chasing the bears off your driveway yeah 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 so um <laughs> so the the ranch <laughs> the bear's here and he's in the driveway and and i'm just like he can't be here right you can't be in my property but you also have a right to live and be be here right this is nature i, I don't own this right <laughs> So I'm like, okay, well, I can't have him here. He's going to hurt mom or the dogs. I, I bought the uh, part of this. I haven't mentioned yet, but I bought this place for my mom. So my mom lives with me. I sold the house that I had bought for her as part of this to buy the place. Gotcha. Anyway, so okay. she's screaming about the bear. And I'm like, all right, I got to do something. And then I'm not a smart guy and I'm still a dumb jarhead. So I just walk out and start yelling at the bear. And he kind of looks at me and like scratches his head a little bit. Right. And he goes, I mean, I guess I'll leave. Right. It was, there was no fear. There was no like impetus to go. He's just like, right. eh, I don't want to deal with you right now. So I'm going to walk down. the. So he walks down the driveway, just kind of trots himself down. And I follow him, like just trying to get an idea at a distance. And he just like reaches up and picks berries off a tree and starts munching. And he stands up seven feet tall. And I'm like, now's my cue to go home. <laughs> He's like, you're not as tasty as these berries, so I'm gonna let you pass. <laughs> it's like, wait till fall when the food scares, you're on the menu, dude. <laughs> oh man, holy mackerel. Okay, uh, okay, there's there's a bunch of, of questions coming in now. All right, how uh, we'll we'll start from the top. How does one go about getting their own airstrip? <laughs> so I mean, out here it's a get or done culture, right? So like an airstrip is a feel. You're you know you flatten it out mostly. You keep it trimmed and cut grass mostly, and mm. you land your plane mostly, mm. right? So um, it's it's just a it's a really long grass field, and he's got like a you know a, a nicely built pole barn type structure that acts as the hangar with all kind of um you know steel roof and steel siding type thing, um, but it's just a really long grass strip airfield, and he was you know a pilot slash mechanic, and which is really common out here. I mean, there's a lot of ranchers that are. You know, it, it's, it kind of comes to that self-sufficient autonomous attitude, right? It's like, I'm going to be able to fly because I might want to. I was going to say, are you going to get a, a pilot's license and a Cessna to, to put on there? That's an interesting one because I, being a pilot's never been a passion of mine. That idea has never been one I've had. And I've been a terrible driver. I've been through probably three windshields at high speed. I'm thinking flying might not be the thing that keeps me around long. Well, I mean, I mean, there's nothing to crash into up there. 
Well, actually, that's now that true. I've said that, you're going to do it. So that's, that's <laughs> true. You bring up wrong. some very solid points, Chris. I'm sold. I'm going to go get my pilot's license. <laughs> done, done. All right. Okay, next one. Uh, did you bring any tech with you to the ranch from Cali outside of a laptop printer, et cetera? I'm curious to hear if you have distanced yourself for the most part from technology. So no, and that's that's a great question. I'm trying to figure out how much I want to do that. So like like I said, within a, within a couple of months, I'll have fiber run straight to the house. Right now I'm running on bonded DSLs. Um, mm -hmm. I'm hoping to get Starlink as a good backup. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I'm, I'm building a video studio here in my house because I do a lot of tech training and tech video and, and live presentations and stuff. Right. So that stuff's coming. I'm sitting at your typical IT geek command station with multiple monitors right now. And I'm, you know, I've run Wi-Fi routers across through all my outbuildings. So I've got Wi-Fi coverage across the major homestead of the property. Mm -hmm. um, how long I want to keep that is the question. And I think for me, it's going to end up a balance, right? Like I want to have a cabin up on the hill 20 minutes from my house in the back of my property that has no connection and a kerosene lantern that I can go escape to for a few days at a time and disconnect. There's no cell signal up there. There's nothing else. But I want to be able to have the tech for now, especially while I'm still in transitioning my, my paycheck. Right, right. Gotcha. Okay. Um, looking back, would you have done anything differently? I wouldn't have done anything differently. The only thing I'd say is like, I, part of me was chasing this dream to find happiness. I didn't find happiness. I found myself in a new location. Right. I'm still me. Right. So if I want to be happy, I still have to go find whatever happy is to me. Right? right. So I have to take advantage of the place, take advantage of the opportunities. Otherwise, I'm just Groundhog Day in a new location. Right. OK, that makes sense. Um, what what part of the city life do you miss or don't miss? I'm assuming you don't miss the Cali traffic. I don't miss Cali traffic. I honestly I don't think I miss any of it at all as far as far as that goes. Um, I'm I'm 25 minutes from a city. It's a small city, very small, like, you know, 20,000 or less people, mm -hmm. but it's got, you know, if I need to buy something, there's two options to buy just about anything. It's got enough. It's got a couple of nice restaurants, enough places to eat, a couple of grocery stores. So I've got all the conveniences. If I want them, they're far enough away from my taste and happiness. There's not really anything I miss from the city. And I don't have any desire so far to go get on a plane and go see a city. But, you know, wait until I've survived a winter here and ask me again. Yeah, yeah. You definitely want to give it at least, you know, a, a full four seasons. So maybe, maybe we'll revisit this uh, in, in another six months. Okay. Yeah, when, it, um, when it's negative 20 and I'm under a six-foot snowdrift fixing fence, I might not enjoy this lifestyle so much. You'll be bundled up in a quilt. <laughs> Coming to you live from Waitana. I was wrong. The tech life is awesome. Take me back. <laughs> get away. Get away. All right. Um, Longtime follower, first time listener. Mega congrats to you, Joe. <laughs> Ever consider hosting retreats for those that, oh, I was going to ask you this. Uh, consider hosting retreats for those that want to help uh, and need a break from the IT grind. I mean, people will pay to come ranch. Uh, city slickers. Phipps? Phipps. Jason Phipps. Awesome. Uh, yes. So I love that. And Chris kind of segued the intent of that. I know like Chris does a lot of people that have this dream in tech, right? This go, go buy a ranch, go buy a farm, just detech, detox, right? So I want to take that, right? Because not everyone has the privilege I have. Not everyone has the privilege of no dependence and no other things, 
right? Or if they do, by the time they get no dependence, their body's older than could go learn all this stuff, right? And go learn fencing and all that different stuff. Mm -hmm. So I want to create that type of retreat. There's two aspects that I want to do. First, I want to get this place into a working ranch with, you know, sustainable living. Once it's a real working ranch with sustainable living, I want to focus. So my company and myself, one of the big things we do is, is we train consultant, consultant sellers, um, technical sales people, and we build, help build sales teams. So I'd like to do retreats for that purpose, kind of intensive five-day type, come out, do sales team building. But on the back end, that's really just to fuel and fund a really nice burnout retreat. Um, and I'd like that burnout retreat to be available to anybody, right? I'd like it to be something where you pay if you can pay, but if you can't pay, come on out anyway type thing. Um, because we all hit that spot. And really what I've always found in, the, in those situations for myself is I need a full change of pace. Immerse me in something that is completely foreign to me for a little while. So I'd love to build that in and, and, and provide varied experiences where you can come out. If you want to work with me and do all the ranch muck and be in the literal shit, great. We can go be hardcore. But if you want to be on a ranch and have a nice gourmet meal three times a day, we, we can get you that side of the experience too. A little glamping as opposed to uh, truly shake kicking. Okay. Because right, everyone's different, right? And then I don't, oh, like, totally. I'm not going to judge you for your aspect of what your dream of it is. Look, people in IT have very soft hands. They, they can't handle a shovel for the most part. Jazz hands. <laughs> or a hoe. Um, all right. Are there any rivers nearby that you can shoot guns into late at night? <laughs> oh, well, who's that one? <laughs> this, this was by an anonymous attendee. And, the, and after that it was, I can't wait to see his face when you ask this. <laughs> so... <laughs> I learned the hard way while living in St. Louis <laughs> that it is not legal to shoot firearms into the Missouri River at night. Oh, no. It's not, not legal at all. How weird. <laughs> One would have not have thought that. <laughs> the, the most interesting conversation I've ever had with a law enforcement officer was when he told me and my colleague, take your guns, take your beer, take your sports car, and get the F home. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, anonymous attendee, for uh, for for seating that one. <laughs> it was it was so I, that popped up, and I was like, okay, I, I, I can't. I, how, do, how am I going to squeeze this one in there? Well played. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Um, oh, Al Rashid, uh, when are you planning on hosting an in-person tech event on the ranch? And may Chris and I come. <laughs> So I, I tell people my, my door is open, whether we know each other or not, if you want to come out and see the place and experience it, there's place to put you up or there's hotels in town. Come on out, right? Like, see if this is the dream for you. Spend a day with me. We'll go look around the place. Um, I'd love to get a tech event hosted. I've got to get a couple of kind of the niceties and necessities set up first until I have some decent bandwidth. Tech people aren't really going to want to come here and spend a lot of time because we start to get all itchy when we can't connect. Um, or, and if or, I got to do business, I'm going to cut you off. Maybe, maybe it could be like a, you know, posit it as a tech, a, a tech, a, an event for, for technical people, but without tech, you know, just, just turn it into, you know, every, everybody gets 50, 56 K bandwidth modem speeds and and uh we, we go old school 
<laughs> you ration it out and time slice it like the old mainframe days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, blast from the past. Everybody's ringtone becomes the modem, the modem noise. Okay, never mind. That's terrible. That's a terrible idea. All right. Uh, oh. Not that one. Don't do that one. Please don't do that one. No, no, it's it's the it's the same question. I'll 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 screen cap that and 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 send it to you because they're saying please don't mention my name. Um, okay, if if I recall, you asked for feedback on Twitter when you were looking for a grill. What did you end up buying? And did Tim Davis from Texas approve? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. Yes, I was looking for a propane grill to augment my, my smoker and my green egg. And so I ended up getting one. The, the overall consensus, there was a lot of really intense feedback, but the overall consensus was go to your local big box store and buy the grill you like, because they're all going to be garbage after three to four years. It's not that big of a difference. The real, where your real moneymaker comes in is the grates. You either want stainless steel or cast iron. They both have you know advantages and disadvantages. Right. And they can be put on any grill. Cool. Okay. Um, and the last question from the peanut gallery is, what is the most challenging ranch task you have encountered so far? I would say it's probably my own stupidity. So my general rule is I'm going to go like start something until I hit a stop point where I can't figure it out. And then I'll go back and like do some research or watch some YouTube and then go get started again. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of things where like I, I, there was some fence down. And so I had to go fix that fence and I've never worked with barbed wire fence. Like I built like little home fences and things like that, but barbed wire is a whole different thing. So first of all, whenever you're working with barbed wire, you're going to get cut. It's kind of like a knife fight. If you go into a knife fight, you're going to get cut. You might come out alive and win, but you're going to get cut. Sure. Barbed wire is a knife fight. So I'm in there fixing it and I get a bunch of pieces done and like, for, so one of the things I have a skid steer, which is a piece of heavy equipment that has, a, it's like a Swiss army knife of heavy equipment, all sorts of different attachments you can put on this thing. And so I'm sitting there for a day, pulling out fence posts kind of by hand manually with my body, a pickaxe and a shovel, mm -hmm. and then using the skid steer to dig new holes and put in new posts. And so that's going on. And a buddy comes over and he goes, how are you pulling those posts out? And I, and I showed him, he goes, why aren't you using the skid steer? And I'm like, Oh, all I have to do is tie it to the skid steer, lift the boom arm and boom, post just pops straight out of the ground. So I'm like muscling through everything using my stupid old body. And I've got this piece of heavy equipment that I spent money on for the exact purpose, but I didn't put two and two together. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. So, and, and, and you, and you, I mean, you're 25 minutes from town, but you have people coming by like on the daily, like, like wandering by that, that are, you know, helpful i mean the, the the i mean like 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 that example just right there like like folks folks are very effusive in in their recommendations and, and help up there yeah 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 people are i mean amazingly friendly here and it, it, i'm a good reader character it seems pretty genuine i could be wrong but like you get to certain places in the south and they appear very friendly but yeah. they're using words that once you learn them they're not friendly words like <laughs> Bless your heart, Joe. Okay, I know what that means. I'm not dumb anymore. That means go fuck right. yourself. Yeah, exactly. So, so <laughs> they're very friendly. But I've also found the trick here is if I start to do something wrong with somebody knowledgeable around, 
I won't have to do the thing anymore because they'll get so frustrated watching me be dumb that they'll take it over. Right. Yeah. So I, and I'm good at playing dumb. Somehow it like comes natural to me. I don't know. I don't know what that means about me. Nice. Uh, all right. Have I missed anything? No. Good. Okay. Awesome. Cool. Oh, and uh, thank you for your service in the Marine Corps. I always wanted to be a Marine, but failed the physical. My head wouldn't fit in a jar. Oh, jeez. <laughs> my, uh, my best friend went Air Force. We actually, we joined the military. We got really drunk, beat the crap out of each other and decided that wasn't working for us. So we decided to join the Air Force and I took a wrong turn at the recruiter. But right. he later, many years down the road, he got a job working for a Marine. And when the Marine was interviewing him, he asked him, so why'd you choose the Air Force? And he said, so he looks at the Marine, he goes, you know, honestly, I really, really wanted to be a Marine, but my ASVAB score was way too high. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was hired? What? He actually got hired. Still works for the guy. <laughs> I'm like, that, that's brilliant. I like it. <laughs> I'm sorry, son. You're not dumb enough to be a Marine. <laughs> Can't do it. Oh, nice. Okay. All right. Um, we, we have run up to our time, uh, but this, this was awesome. This, this was, uh, I, I, I loved doing the, the off the cuff process and, and figuring out what the hell happened to you. Um, that's, that's, uh, are you, are you, are you, if you could do it all again, would you, would you do it the exact same way? Are you, are you happy? Are, are things is, is, is this, is this where you were meant to be now? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot of pieces to work out a lot of loose ends, but, but it's exactly what I want. It's exactly where I want to be. It might not be forever and it might. Um, and the thing I'd say about that is, is if you're looking to re-architect your life or your career or any of it, don't get overwhelmed by the big ball of wax. You got to tackle, just make little decisions at a time, right? Like it came to, I, what I was doing wasn't what I wanted. So let's start looking. And then it became, I want a ranch and then let's figure out where that ranch will be. And then when you figure out where it'll be, it's what animals am I going to put on it? So mm -hmm. just chunk it out, figure out the, the bite sizes you can take. Awesome. Very cool. Well, thanks for that advice. Um, thank you for answering all the many, many questions that have, that have come out of this. Um, and congratulations on you. You look, you look very happy. Um, the, the last time that you were on the show, um, I'm not going to say you didn't look happy, but but you you seem excessively happy today. So I'm I'm very happy for you, and I'm and I'm glad that you uh, made this step in your life. That's that's awesome, dude. Well, thank you, brother. I appreciate it. And I always appreciate your hospitality on the show. Cool. All right, folks. Well, uh, you've you've wasted yet another perfectly good hour with Joe and Chris on B Brown Bag. Um, come come back again next week, and I, I don't know I don't know what we're talking about next week, but we'll see you then. Thanks a bunch. Bye. Eh. Eh.